Hello and welcome to a special presentation from In The Money Media. It's a special presentation, but there's going to be a lot of them. What am I talking about? This is one of our shows. They're going to tend to be shorter shows covering the new all-turf pick three at Gulfstream Park. You know how we love the all-turf pick three bet at uh, Keeneland is where it originated. The $3 minimum, the low takeout. Santa needed a version of it. We didn't really cover that because there were some political issues and they weren't able to get the takeout right. But they have fixed that issue with this Gulfstream Park meet. And for every Saturday and Sunday in December, we're going to be having this bet and doing these shows. And then hopefully it all goes well and it might expand in the new year. Bit of a soft launch. You'll see there's some odd uh, tweaks or odd things about it. You know, ideally a three race bet would take place over the course of, I don't know, hour, hour and a half. This one, uh, this weekend, we're going to be starting with the first race, ending with the last race. So it sort of carries you throughout the day. Unusual, but still kind of cool. I'm excited for it. Peter Thomas Fornital back with you from the Brooklyn Bunker once again and joined by a man I don't know where he is, maybe sitting on the side of a highway somewhere in the planet, Texas. He's Jonathan Kinchin. What's up, JK? It doesn't matter where I'm at. Uh, there's always a way to uh, to get involved here with this, with this racing. And we've talked about it before. Look, you, you, if, if, if racetracks and, and organizations are making initiatives to try to do new things, I think the last thing we want to do as horse players is poo-poo those new things, even if they're not perfect. Because I think the problem is, is that what happens is when they try something new and then horse players attack them for the few mistakes that might have been made in that new venture, I think that that makes them a little less likely to try to do new things. I mean, think about it, Pete. If every time uh, Perrin tried something new, you, you really got after her for, for coming up a little bit short, I, she's going to be a little bit more gun shy and trying new things. And look, I, I Look, I understand that, that racetracks and, and organizations that run racetracks, we, we have high expectations for them to kind of get it right the first time. But, man, I, I tell you, uh, working through this process of change that this game is seeing, I, I think that it's a, it's a poor approach in, in trying to encourage others to try to do the same. Yeah, and, and again, the biggest thing to me here is getting the pricing right. That was that was enough of a thing that I wasn't, like, overly keen on. You know, obviously, they're partners, and we've mentioned that such a bet existed. But what makes me really get pumped up about this is the fact that the pricing is correct. We know those high minimums are horseplayer friendly for various reasons we don't necessarily have to get to on today's show. But these are bets we're going to be following with great interest, hopefully throughout the whole of the championship meet, which begins on Saturday. It's a pretty good card, I thought, overall. Obviously, uh, on this show, we're just going to focus on these three turf races. But there is there is a, a contest going on through, through our friends at Express Bet that I think is worth taking a look at because they, they, they've done a good job making this. Sometimes, it's you know, you can... You can call a meet whatever you want to call a meet, but I really believe like this weekend they've they've got some races that do fit under the uh, the, the headline, the banner of the Gulfstream Park Championship meet. We're going to start off with race number one on Saturday, the curtain jerker, as it were. We've got three-year-old fillies in the allowance ranks going a mile and a 16th on the turf, a race which to me, JK, did not appear to have a ton of pace, and that was my angle in with the horses I selected, but we'll ask you first. The key question, how are we going to light this camp? Yeah, look, I mean, I, I do think that the pace does appear to be slow. That's time for him, U.S. suggests, with Be My Sunshine making the lead, uh, who I definitely will use. But the two, Starship Aurora, 
uh, does have a little bit of pace, ran pretty quickly early uh, in that uh, synthetic race down there. So I think from that inside post position could probably be sent away from there. I think that everyone else that's looking at these past performances see the lack of speed. I think that it's still possible that they could hook up and at least keep it honest, despite the fact that Timeform US has it selected as a, one of those blue races that that being forward. Definitely be, be my sunshine is the speed of the speed. But I needed to make sure that I used I don't have past performance numbers yet, four, five, six, seven. The eight, excellent question for, for Brendan Walsh, who I thought ran well last time closing in uh, into a, a pace that wasn't overly, overly swift. And then written in the stars, drawn towards the outside, used to be with George Weaver. Um, the race two back suggests that this is kind of what they always thought this horse would be. Gets Lasix, uh, should get a nice clean outside trip i think this horse will run all day malibu moon uh with a serious female side as well so uh, to get started i'm going to use those three four eight and i believe it's ten for be my sunshine eight yes, excellent eight, question ten. and ten written in the stars i want to keep starship aurora on my tickets actually who you mentioned as the other speed i was thinking it might be the kind of thing where they, those two back it down and it could become a two-speed number. And I really like the Starship Aurora turf debut. Hasn't been back on the surface. And then the last race looked like a career best. So heading in the right direction and a good trip expected. Definitely some twos for me. The four be my sunshine, as you mentioned. Extremely obvious. Last two runs were good enough to win a typical race at this level. Thought that uh, she was a flow move up, up in, in, in that race. Thought Barn is going well. Um, and versatile in terms of running style. So two and four for sure. Um, I hear you on excellent question. The eight, I made that one a B. Closed well last time and, and just makes a ton of sense on the numbers. I didn't have anything extra special with that one. And then one that you didn't mention that I will throw in there, JK, is the five Texas shuffle. Lots of numbers to be competitive at the level. And I thought just made the move last time. It wasn't a coded red type time form race, but just looking at the chart, watching the replay, it was a race that was coming apart late. And this is the horse that made the move that broke that race apart. I thought could be the best closer second time off a long layoff for an underrated trainer. If we were going to get closers involved, I felt like the five and the eight are the ones that I wanted, but I'm mainly going to go two and four to kick this thing off. And now we, you know, if you're playing this bet, you'll have uh, a couple of hours to, uh, Go and look at these other races in between before we get back with another allowance race on the turf, this time for males going one mile. And uh, very curious to know what you came up with in here, a race that time form U.S. coded as uh, as red this time, a fast pace, maybe maybe featuring something from off the pace. Oh, no, I mean, I'm singling a tone. I don't care what the pace looks like. This horse is so much better than these horses. And it's it's and when I looked down and I saw a tone, I said, "How the hell is he in this spot?" And then when you have to read a seventeen sentence condition book or conditions, then you kind of start to figure out why. Look at the conditions for three year olds and upward, which have never won twelve thousand twice, other than maiden claiming starter or restricted, or which have never won three races, or mm. which have not won a race since March second, two thousand and twenty three. So that's, I believe, how Atone gets in here since March of 2023. This horse has been running in graded stakes races, ran the Arlington Million, ran in the Munez Memorial down at, uh, at, at Fairgrounds, ran in the, in, the, in the Coolmore Turf mile race and up to the Mark 1. Uh, and this horse was, was not ignored and didn't run embarrassingly in any of those positions. This is a condition situation where a tone gets in. I would bet there's going to be some scratches in here, some horse, horses that are going to see a tone and realize they don't have a shot. And this is going to end up being a much smaller field than it originally drawn. I'll be ice cold to a tone. And the good news about this pick three 
is that there's a chance that people won't see how heavily bet this horse is because it's so far away from that first leg. That's a great point. And these bets, not ones that historically attract a lot of computer money that wouldn't, they wouldn't miss that trick, but the, the, the money coming in here, you may well be right. I love a tone. I, I think a tone will probably stalk and pounce if the speed, if the field holds together, but if they are going to goof around, certainly would potentially be able to go to the lead and stay the lead as well. I mean, this is a horse who's just been so versatile in his career in terms of running style. And I think this will set him up beautifully for a defense of that uh, Pegasus World Cup turf title, which is nearly upon us. You going to you going to the Pegasus this year? Do you have it all worked out? Uh, you know, I haven't really thought about it. We've been talking about it. Um, I mean, I would say that I'm I would say that I'll probably go. Um, I mean, no matter what. I would definitely pick to go to the Pegasus, then go to Las Vegas. <laughs> that's not even that's not even calendarically appropriate anymore. You, you, you know why? You know why it's not calendarically right. appropriate? Because because why the hell would you have? <laughs> that's a word, but I'll take it. But why would you have that event on the Pegasus Day, anyways? <laughs> oh, that makes sense, doesn't it? I can tell you want to go on this tangent. Hey, no, listen, listen, listen. Your boy, I'm going to be, no matter what happens, they're going to put me in the Hall of Fame just for changing two rules. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You are are feeling cheeky today. I love it. Listen, Uh, I'm going to have most of the money through a tone, 80%, 90%. But there's a horse I do want to save it with in here especially if the board we have some good equity built up from that first leg and a tone is just bet off the boards i don't mind no one to blame the two runner as a potential alternative to get an inside out kind of closing trip this horse has some competitive figures and a trombetta trainer that you know one of my pet sort of trainers when i when i could keep him on side i like to do that so whether it's a a saver one-way saver two five exact i should something crazy happen or, or a little extra wind bed or, or a couple of backup lines. I'll have some twos, but you and I are very much in lockstep here that a tone is the one we want in the middle leg of this opening day, all turf pick three that concludes in our very last race. Race number 11 is our nightcap. And uh, we've got a five furlong allowance. Not surprisingly, plenty of speed signed on in this one. Uh, when it comes to this opening day, all turf pick three, JK, how are we going to get paid? Well, you know me, when it comes to these five furlong turf sprints, I want the speed of the speed. I want horses that are going to make the front be forward. To me, uh, there's a couple of horses you got to use in here. Uh, bear with me on the numbers a little bit. I'm going to use the one cruising man drawn towards the inside. When you have a horse that has some speed drawn inside, there's no reason to get cute. You're going to send away from there. So I know the intent of the rider is going to be to uh, to get out of there running two, three, four, five. I don't need the five, six, seven, eight. The eight Harry's on the fly. Um, another one who, who ran pretty fast pace figures last time on the synthetic and, and has a, a turf sprint went, went out at Del Mar going the flat five. So I know the horse is quick enough to get out of there. Uh, the eight will be another one that I'll use as an a horse. The nine, listen to the music comes in off of a break for Danny Gargan. Uh, but this horse has run well fresh before, uh, ran well winning at Gulfstream at this five furlong trip to break the maiden. Um, off of a little bit of a break from January, from October to January. Anyways, I think this horse will be ready to run. And I like the draw being drawn out of outside of two of the other speeds in here. And then nine, 10, 11, and then the 12, never have I ever is another one 
that uh, I, I thought was got hooked at a fast pace last time in Indiana off of a little bit of a break and then just kind of got tired. But I think if this horse can run back to that performance two back right there in the mix and has that outside draw, uh, got a 111 time form, US two starts back, that's competitive with these. So I'm going to spread around in here a little bit since we singled the middle leg. I'm going to go one, eight, nine, and 12. Dude, I'm nervous because I have three horses and they're none of the ones you mentioned. <laughs> and I feel like, uh, you know, I, I, I've gotten so much better at turf sprint handicapping since generally listening to your principles. But I, I think I'm just going to have to keep grinding on this race and either stick to my guns or, or throw in uh, one or two of yours and hope for the best. I put Rebel Posse on top, the number four runner. And the horse had good enough figures that I wasn't concerned overly about the closing running style going the flat five. And I also don't think this horse is some like out of the screen closer. This is a stay in touch kind of closer, the the type that I want. And I think could be able to save ground and show that kick sharp back in just 16 days from that Laurel race. But, but I was definitely interested Felix, the six runner. I felt like there was a story to tell on this one, very fast internal sectionals at Kentucky downs. And as we know, a lot of horses just don't, you know, show their best there. It's such a unique configuration. I feel like this one looks ideally suited for a cutback to the flat five. Is a second time gelding as well. Has weird looking form. Might be a halfway decent price. And then if Town Barber gets in, I'd want to use this one too. Pair of nice figures in the last two. Progressive late season three-year-old. And the same way you were describing the trip you thought uh, never have I ever might get. I feel similarly about uh, what could happen with town barber. Should that one draw in just before we move on JK, I do want just another further word on you. It's not often we have this much uh, disagreement. Do you think that just speaks to the the openness of the race? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's look, it's a turf sprint. I I think that a lot of times turf sprints um, can lead to, to, to different, differing opinions, but you know, the way that I look at them is, is pretty straightforward. I, I, I look for the, the fastest horses um, and the horses that I think project to make the front end. And, and you know, if you look at time form U.S., one, five, um, eight, nine, 12, uh, Zeramid is in here with some early speed, uh, the 10 that I didn't use. But, you know, they're, 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 it's, it's, it's all about trying to find these horses that are going to be able to, to pop and get to the front. I, I just, I, I've, I've retired from trying to find a lot of closers and turf sprints because I, even with the best turf sprinter in the country, in my opinion, in big invasion, I've still yeah. gotten beat six times this year. It's just, it's, it's too hard. It's too hard to, uh, to navigate effectively all the time. And, and that's kind of what's so special about what Casa Creed was able to do in that Jiper a couple of years. I want horses that are going to be forward. So, um, even if they look like fade and stop types, it, it, it's okay going the flat five. I have another reason to suggest why Big Invasion got beat in the Breeders' Cup turf sprint. It does not have to do with the closing running style, but we'll, 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 everybody's heard me kvetch enough about that ride, and, uh, and I'm not a jockey basher. So we'll, we'll leave that there. We, we, we're, we're brave. It's, it's kind of appropriate, JK, because we are in Festivus, and today on this show we definitely had some airing of grievances. Oh yeah. Well, I, I don't have any grievances, but I just wanted to be clear that, you know, I'm out here just changing rules. (laughs) All right. That's it. We're back on Sunday with another show. We'll leave this one here for JK. I'm Peter Thomas Fornitale. We'll thank our friends at first, especially Peter Rotundo for uh, helping conceive and, uh, and come up with this concept and uh, Greg DiVincenzo as well. Appreciate 
all the support we get from our friends over there. We'll be back tomorrow. Till then, may you win all your photos.